Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Need protection or simply just to be near the Archangel? Get your copy of the Invocation of Archangel Michael today at Tybo.com. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. I'm Jessica Ettinger, CNBC. Stocks are higher on Wall Street this afternoon. Coronavirus fears are fading. The Sprint and T-Mobile merger has been approved by a federal judge and investors like that. The Dow is up a tenth of a percent. It's up 33 points. The Nasdaq up a half percent, up 51 points. The S&P is up almost half a percent, up 13 points. All three major indexes have hit record highs today. Federal Reserve Chairman Jay Powell is on Capitol Hill right now testifying to Congress on monetary policy. He was asked about the economic effect of coronavirus in China. He says they're monitoring that. The U.S. has 13 confirmed cases so far. There were nearly six and a half million job openings in the U.S. in December, but that's a two-year low, according to the government's JOLTS report on job openings and labor turnover. And the Mega Millions jackpot tonight is $202 million. Jessica Edingers. When you're diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, a million questions flood your mind. How can this be happening? Am I going to be able to work? What's a subtype? What do I do now? We know. We went through it too. But once you start to understand your options, you can partner with your doctor and find ways to face MBC on your own terms. Visit findyourmbcvoice.com and learn how to speak up and have a more informed conversation with your doctor. Some questions have answers. Visit findyourNBCVoice.com to find some of yours. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-501-3689 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-501-3689 for your free author submission kit. Again, 800-501-3689. Four prosecutors have resigned after the Justice Department said the prison sentence they recommended for Trump ally Roger Stone was too harsh. Correspondent Caitlin Collins with the president's reaction. He's denying that he got involved and asked the Justice Department to change that sentencing recommendation that those prosecutors made on Monday night for Roger Stone to go to prison for seven to nine years. But the president is making clear he doesn't agree with that recommendation, calling it disgraceful, saying that it is an insult. 
Voters continue to head to the polls in New Hampshire for the first in the nation primary for the 2020 election. Democratic presidential hopeful Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar says she is feeling good about her prospects. What I want to see is that we have, based on where we were a week ago, that we have defied expectations. Uh, that's what we've done every step of the way in this campaign. On Wall Street, the Dow Jones Industrial Average closed down a fraction. The S&P 500 gained six. The Nasdaq up 11. I'm Ann Cates. The World Health Organization says it's concerned that we may be seeing just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to coronavirus. They're calling it a very grave threat to the world. Correspondent Mark Mayfield with the latest numbers. Over a thousand people have now died from the respiratory illness in China. Almost all of the deaths have been on the mainland of China, though two people died in Hong Kong and the Philippines. Over 42,000 have been infected. A 13th person was just reported as being infected here in the U.S. LGBTQ advocates are preparing to take the U.S. government to court over its policies on HIV-positive soldiers. They're suing on behalf of two young Air Force members who said they were discharged after being diagnosed with HIV. The suit claims the men were unjustly let go. The military claims they could be a risk to service members on the battlefield who could come in contact with their blood. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill for pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 800-206-6752 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 800-206-6752 to take your call now. Call 800-206-6752. That's 800-206-6752. Again, 800-206-6752. Men, it's time to stay sharp. Now or any time is the time to stay sharp. Have a holiday or a special event coming up. Maybe you just want to look good for that special someone. If staying sharp is important to you, then look good with the all-new Stay Sharp Barber Shop in Redlands. Get a precision blade cut or barber trim from the master barbers at Stay Sharp. It's clean, convenient, and cool. Watch sports on one of the many big screen TVs. Kick back with an adult beverage and a warm towel afterwards. Tapers. Crop tops, gentlemen's cuts, faux hawks, skin fades, comb overs, hot towel shaves, and hair design. Gentlemen, treat yourself to the special service at Stay Sharp. Walk-ins are welcome. Stay Sharp Barbershop at the Tri-City Center, just off Interstate 10 and the 215 between Alabama and Tennessee on the south side of the freeway. Call 909-272-2931. That's 909-272-2931 and stay sharp. Following program on KCAA is pre recorded.
Welcome to Smart Health Talk with your host, Elaine McFadden. Welcome, everyone. My, my name is Elaine McFadden. I'm your host. And in case you've never tuned into our show before, um, I'm also a registered dietitian, and I'm into public health and prevention and keeping our environment safe and avoiding the use of things like pesticides and trying to buy organic. And I don't know if any of you out there are into birds of prey, also known as raptors. Um, I just happened to have a couple, actually three of them, flying over my house um, just not like an hour ago and caught it on video and posted it on my Facebook, Smart Health Talk. And um, they just the sound of the raptors and seeing them up there flying like that, I mean, they are just so magnificent and so incredible. And once we learn about all of the great things these birds are doing for us, we will have to ask ourselves, why in the heck are we using all of this poison when we could just allow these raptors to do the job? And instead, what we're doing is setting up a system that is killing these birds in massive amounts. So there's so many things that we don't understand about how to take care of our wildlife, and especially these incredible birds. Um, we're going to learn about the, the right and the wrong things to do if you want to help the raptors and maybe make some effort to try to change policy in our area right here in Southern California in the Inland Empire, as well as anywhere else that you're tuning in. Uh, because we have non-toxic communities, and if you go to their website, you can get all kinds of information. Malibu um, actually passed a resolution to have no pesticides in their entire city. And now they're going to have to challenge the state because the state is trying to tell them, hey, you can't do that. And they're like, well, why not? You know, this is our city and we can set the rules for our city. So this should be an interesting battle to see how this turns out because this is happening all over the country. People are saying, I'm tired of being poisoned in my own home. And with things like Vicane being used for termites, Vicane is a chemical weapon. They're releasing this gas right in our neighborhoods, full strength. When they're done, they don't come and suck the gas out. They release the gas in our neighborhoods. So we're literally allowing ourselves to be subjected to chemical weapons. And this stuff like floats through the air and it is um, destroying everything in its path. And we're using pesticides for things like insects. And guess who eats insects? Well, not so much the raptors, but um, we'll learn about that more, but definitely other birds. So if you love birds and if you want to see those magnificent birds in the sky and let them help us get rid of nasty things like rodents, then stay tuned for our show because 
we have people that understand um, way more about raptors than I do. And they have, they have an effort that they've been making to try to educate people and to save the raptors. And they're called Raptors Are the Solution, or rats for short. And rats are the very thing that raptors love to eat. And I, I think most of us don't like finding anywhere near our home, okay? <laughs> so I think we can all agree on that. So I would like to welcome uh, Raptors Are the Solution to our show. Are you there? Yes, hi, how are you? I'm fine. How, how are, um, go ahead and tell us your name and like um, how you ended up at this organization and what you guys are all about. Okay, my name is Lisa Owens-Viani, and I'm the director of a nonprofit called Raptors Are the Solution. Um, we began in, we formed in 2011 after I found some Cooper's Hawks bleeding to death on my street in Berkeley and decided to take action about it. Um, <clears throat> I had the bodies tested, and they were found to have three different anticoagulant rodenticides in their systems. And I realized that if it was happening in Berkeley, it was probably happening everywhere. So um, I formed a nonprofit, and basically our goal is to educate more people about the dangers of these products in the hope that they will choose something less toxic and hazardous to raptors. Um, so we work through public education, um, large-scale public ads on billboards, bus shelters, train stations, et cetera. And then we also work through litigation and at the um, state legislative level. Oh, really? So you guys are even working on changing policy? Yes, we have a bill. Um, there are three organizations that have sponsored state legislation. They are my organization, Raptors Are the Solution, the Animal Legal Defense Fund, and the Center for Biological Diversity. And the bill is AB 1788. Richard Bloom is the author of the bill, and basically the bill would crack down on um, some of the very worst anticoagulant rat poisons due to the harm they are having on the ecosystem. That bill made it all the way through, almost all the way through the state legislature last year, and then it stalled out in a committee, and so it's coming back again this year, and we believe it will, we believe, we hope it'll get passed this year. Well, that's really exciting. God, congratulations. I mean, that is a huge effort. Yes, it is. <laughs> and the fact that you made all of that happen, I mean, you are now added to our heroes, Leslie. <laughs> I mean, that is fantastic. It is Lisa, right? Yes. Uh -huh. Okay, Lisa, I wanted to make sure. Um, well, that's fantastic. I mean, we all need to get behind that. And just like... I, I'm I'm kind of the same as you in that um, I had an experience a couple years ago where the most adorable baby owls were were on the ground. Um, they had had a nest up in a palm tree, and they came and trimmed the palm tree. And apparently, um, these tree trimmers have you know are not looking for. Um, baby baby owl chicks or um, just don't care. I'm not sure what it is. But there's really, you know, not that many places to even call and get help uh, with dealing with these animals that we find like these baby owls. 
So it's it's a situation that I think is best totally avoided. And I don't think most people out there, that's their goal when they trim a tree is to also kill wildlife. So what what suggestions do you have, Lisa, on Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And like that type of situation. And like, how does this happen? Well, I will say that uh, barn owls love to nest in Canary Island palm trees. That's probably what um, the one you saw was. And so if you have any clue that there are barn owls in that tree, such as um, maybe finding their pellets beneath the tree or hearing the owls, um, please leave those owls alone, um, during, especially during their nesting season, which can start as early as this month and then go into the spring and summer. Um, these owls are looking for mates right now and, and starting to raise their families. So um, if you have a tree like that and you suspect there may be barn owls in it, please wait until the fall to trim it. Um, if, you, if you have this situation, you're very lucky because barn owls are one of the most incredible um, mouse and rat hunters we have on this planet. They're just, we call them mouse killing machines. Um, they're very effective at it and they are doing pest control for you free um, and naturally without the use of any chemicals. So you're very lucky if you have that kind of situation. So my message is leave and, uh, live and let live and <laughs> don't prune your tree until the fall. Well, I was thinking we need to do more education with landscapers as well. Yeah, there have been some efforts. Um, some of the Audubon groups have been working on that. Um, there is information online for tree trimmers about it, and I, I have also um, been involved personally in some of those efforts. So, yes, the more of us that can spread the word um, about that, the better. Well, I, you, you just said that so well. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're on the show today because uh, I've wanted to get that message out and... You couldn't have said it better. And I hope I hope everyone out there listening got it. Um, and and this is true for like like I don't know if you saw what I posted on Facebook, but I had like three raptors flying over my house today, right before right after I had talked to you um, on Facebook. I went outside and there they were. And um, they have a really cool way that they the sound that they make and you can see how high up they are and how big they are and yeah they are very you know raptors are our friends and it used to be that people really understood their role in the ecosystem and the fact that what they do is consume small rodents and sometimes larger rodents <laughs> and larger uh prey um but they have a very important role that they play in our ecosystem and i think We've kind of forgotten about that and gotten away from that. And with the rampant use of rat poison, um, you know, essentially when you put out rat bait, you're baiting rats into your property. So um, just think about that and realize that you're actually contributing to the problem instead of letting these birds of prey um, help us take care of take care of the problem. And and there are other things, many other things you can do if you have a rat problem 
We have a lot of solutions and suggestions on our website at raptorsarethesolution.org um, that do not involve the use of these wildlife-killing poisons. Um, rat poison is really wildlife poison. It doesn't just kill the rat. And, like, how many other species we know that um, raptors are at risk for eating a rat that has rat poison in its body? Mm-hmm. And... Um, are there other animals that also? Yes, there are everything from mountain lions to bobcats to um, even uh, foxes will eat rodents quite commonly, coyotes, even um, skunks actually prey upon mice and rats. So there are a lot of beneficial animals and wildlife that we're putting at grave risk by using these products. Wow. Um, I do remember seeing reports about... Um, the mountain lions, especially in Los Angeles, yes, and how we're we're losing a lot of the mountain lions to this rat poison. That's true. That's one of the reasons um, why we introduced this legislation. Everything from mountain lions to raptors um, to all of these other species, and even people's dogs and cats are are being um, falling victim to these poisons as well. So that was that was why we introduced the legislation to try to stop this mayhem that's occurring. Well, I was looking and I actually, I I found, um, I do have a graphic that I even made. (laughs) Uh, Please don't trim your trees in the spring when birds are nesting their young. So Uh I'd actually, I'm going to like post this again on Facebook. I thought that I had done that before I needed to repost that because that was a pretty good graphic right there. Um, And um, like, how do the raptors, like when do they start nesting? Well, as I said, the barn owls sometimes start as early as January. So um, great horned owls also start really early, sometimes in February. Um, it kind of depends on the species, but I would say don't do any pruning <laughs> from now until the fall. And really the fall is the best time to prune trees anyway for the health of the tree. So if you can just kind of leave things alone um, through the early spring and summer, that's really the best thing to do. And you're right, it's not just raptors, it's, it's all species of birds. Um, so, and, and some landscapers know to look out for nests, but it's just, it's actually better and healthier for the tree as well to wait until it's, until it's dormant. Oh, yeah. So, like, well, if, would now be a good time or no? Except, I, would, no. I would not do it now. You have hummingbirds that are nesting. Um, they, they already start nesting in January. So, I would wait until the fall months, um, like October, November, December. There is kind of a narrow window when it's when you can really be sure you're not going to disturb birds. Wow, I didn't know that because I have a hummingbird feeder and I've, I've got lots of hummingbirds coming, coming in my yard right now. So mm-hmm. I, never, I, I would never even like think that right now is when they're starting to nest. Yeah, it's amazing. Wow. Um, so, and I was mentioning earlier, too, about um, the pesticide use for, for birds and their, one of their main meals, insects. Yeah. And as we're using these pesticides, we're, we're destroying a lot of the food source for the birds. Is that, is that a problem right now? Yeah, it is. I mean, I don't know if you saw the recent report. I think it came out from um, the National Audubon Society, but birds are declining everywhere. And so everything we do is having an impact on their numbers from, you know, destroying habitat to developing in bad ways to using these chemicals. And 
if there's one thing we really don't need to do, I mean, we need roads, we need electricity and all of that, but um, we don't need to use rat poison. There are better ways of controlling rats. We also don't need to use insecticides. There are better ways of, of controlling insect problems as well, and most of those are very simple and non-toxic. So um, it's just there are really – we really do need to be helping birds right now if we care about them um, because they are all declining. That's upsetting. That's extremely upsetting. And I, I was reading a study because here um, – if you go to bluemonarchproject.com, everyone – bluemonarchproject.com we actually got the the records for the entire county pesticide use for a year and when I looked at that how much rodenticide is being used in this area especially since we have orange orchards around here and the thing is the city of Redlands um, owns 50 orchards and they're right in the middle of residential areas. They're kind of left over from the old orange industry that used to be here. And then they s built houses around and they still have the, the orange orchards. Not only are they spraying them three times a year for the Asian citrus psyllid, which is causing the problem, um, but they're putting poison out in these orchards like crazy. I mean, the amount of it, it just like, that's why I had to like try to get an expert like yourself, Lisa, on the show. Because after I looked at that, and I have that information on the website, I have the spreadsheets, people can download it. And when you search by the address, you can see all the pesticides that are being used right next to your house. And that stuff is drifting on, on to other areas when we use this. And um, I know that um, I just like to put a plug in for um, Richard, uh, the Bugman Fagerlun, and it's F A G E R L U N D Fagerlund, L U N, the Bugman. So if you type in Richard the Bugman, um, you'll probably find him. But this is a great resource for any type of problem that you have regarding pests, rodents. Uh, what you should do, this man was an exterminator for 40 years. He used to drive around in a car with DDT next to him on the seat. And now he refuses um, to use any pesticides. He's done consulting with cities and helped them be pesticide-free. And he has all different kinds of solutions for anyone that would, um, you know, doesn't want to use pesticides. He has a book. You buy for $25, and it has all the information in the book. But if you have any other questions, and he'll just do this even if you don't buy the book, uh, just ask him, and he'll give you free advice. And if you just search on his Facebook, he has so many great posts. There was a good one that he had. You mentioned coy coyotes, Lisa. Um, he had a really great article on coyotes, and people are... You know, they're, they have total misconceptions about coyotes and how we should deal with coyotes. And once I read that article, I was, I just totally changed my thinking on them. And then I posted it on Nextdoor. And those of you out there that have never heard of it, um, I highly recommend Nextdoor app 
because it, it puts you in touch with all the people in your area. And so when if you're listening to our show right now and learning all this great stuff from Lisa and Raptors and something like Nextdoor is a really great place to um, post information on how we shouldn't be using, you know, these rodenticides and we could actually be doing so much more. And um, we're going to take a break here. Do you have that one uh, promo, uh, Nick, for the for the farm? OK, well, we're, we'll play that in a couple of minutes uh, and we'll talk about the farm a little bit, too, here in a little in a little while about because um, we have to. There's a really special farmer that we're trying to um, protect right now along with all his great food and the people that he's feeding are the sickest of the six and and the USDA wants to come and destroy all his food because he didn't saturate it with citric acid something they don't even do in all of Europe so um, anyway I wanted to let people know about uh, Richard and also that we have uh, there was a really great study that was done that we're going to get into with Lisa after the break. And when you hear this study and the outcome of this study, you're really going to be asking yourself, why are we using this poison? Because like, like I've said on this show, we need to start looking at the math. We need to start looking at the science when we're making policy decisions. You know, this is, instead, we're making policy decisions that benefit what? Uh, the rodenticide makers? The pesticide makers? Is that how we're making decisions? No, we may need to make decisions for our communities, for our families, that are keeping us safe, that are keeping, preserving our wildlife for our children, because we're just borrowing this world from our children. We don't own this, and we need to leave something for them and not be destroying all the birds out there uh, by, by using these products. And I know it can, you can seem like desperate when you have rats. And um, I don't know if you, I, you said that you have suggestions on your website, Lisa, for like how to deal with rats. Yes, I do, and um, you can go to our website again. It's raptorsarethesolution.org, and we have a section uh, on alternatives and tips for dealing with rat problems. Um, some of them are just very much common sense things. Um, and then there's also a great resource online. Marin County has a rat management plan online that you can Google that um, also has a lot of information about rats and their life cycle and why we have rats in the first place. And that's another great resource. Oh, I'm definitely going to be checking that out and reading it because, you know, these are, that's the information that we all need to be uh taking into consideration and using as a resource instead of just these quick things that we think, oh, that's the only solution because it's not. Okay, go ahead, um, Nick, and uh, let's hear about the Amos Miller Organic Farm. Mm -hmm. 
Would you like your family to have access to the best quality farm fresh organic food you can buy at affordable prices and discount shipping? Even better, it comes from an Amish farm that humanely raises its grass-fed meat and is free of chemicals, poisons, soy, corn, and GMOs. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Picture your dairy products unlike any you've had before because you get the pure form with a full dose of omega-3s and at half the cost we're currently paying. I'm Elaine McFadden, host of Smart Health Talk Radio Show and a registered dietitian here to tell you these nutrient-dense foods will satisfy your hunger. The Redlands Amos Miller Organic Buying Club director, she started the group to heal her sick child. She needed access to untainted food that gave her son's body what it needed to be strong again, and you can too. Ready to get started? Go to amosmillerorganicfarm.com and start shopping and then email our local group at Organic Food in Redlands at yahoo.com. Okay, yeah, that was about Amos Miller Organic Farm. And uh, right now he's going to have to go back to court um, this week. And the reason is because the USDA uh, said we want you to sterilize your meat, send it to the slaughterhouse, when if you caught uh, 60 Minutes last Sunday, the biologist um, on the segment about factory farms and antibiotic resistance in our meat and the fact that our government officials can't even go onto these farms and inspect them because the pork industry has become so powerful. Uh, and uh, what one biologist, when he went to test a slaughterhouse for a certain strain of salmonella that was making people sick and killing them, he found that strain of salmonella everywhere in the slaughterhouse, from every corner, down the drain, uh, in the ceiling, I mean, everywhere. These are dirty places, people. And Amos Miller refuses to send his meat there because he's feeding the sickest of the sick and they eat his food. And even though they're immune compromised, stay healthy and get healthier. And 
if you go sign up for a membership at Amos Miller Organic Farm, it only costs $35, and that's a one-time fee. You become a member, and you can be part of our buying group here in Redlands where we get shipments once a month. We get discount pricing. We're paying $10 for the full-fat, organic, raw, grass-fed milk that costs $17 in the store. And that these... This food, you will never have had anything like it in your life. Maybe a long time ago, everything from the berries, the carrots, the meat, uh, which is all humanely raised, the chickens actually eat insects instead of soy, which 98% of the chickens and eggs, even the organic ones, are fed, which is not a food they're ever supposed to be eating. Uh, so, you know, the bugs, the bugs for the chickens, the bugs for... Our birds, uh, we need to be thinking about the systems that we're setting up here because they're really dead-end systems that are going to do nothing but lead us down a road to much worse things. And we become dependent on what? On poison? When instead we could work with nature, which helps us. And Lisa from Raptors, are, wait, tell me, tell me what it is again. Raptors are... Um, raptors are the solution. Oh, yeah. Raptors are the solution, and which stands for rat. Just remember raps. Raptors are the, are the solution. And um, we, we've been talking about how we, those beautiful, magnificent birds like hawks. And what are some of the other kind of birds, Lisa? Well, there's all different kinds of hawks. There's red-tailed hawks, red-shouldered hawks. Um, broad-winged hawks, um, there are harriers, northern harriers are a common raptor that we have that usually is sort of in uh, wetland areas. Um, there are all kinds of owls, the owls are raptors, even turkey vultures are raptors. Um, we have the lovely little American kestrel, which is often called the pint-sized predator. It's a beautiful bird of prey that's really struggling right now. Um, in part because of some of the things you've been talking about, the use of pesticides and insecticides um, and loss of habitat. Um, but they're just, there's a wide variety of raptors that are all kind of helping us solve our pest problems if we can just let them do the job. That's kind of the premise behind our name. Well, and like we mentioned before the break that you know we're about science here and let's like, let's see the proof you know, on you know, what is really better. And there, there was a study done because um, they were, had a problem with gophers, and I don't know if they had gophers and rats, but uh, along a certain highway, I think, in Ventura. Um, and so they actually set up a study situation where they built, they built these uh, raptor houses, which I thought were just so awesome. Um, I, want to, I want to put raptor houses around here. Uh, and they put the raptor houses up, and the, so they had one situation where they had a section of land that was, the focus was the raptor houses, and then another section of land where they had the poison. Is that right? Yeah, so they, um, it's actually Ventura County, um, the watershed district that had um, a problem with rodents burrowing into their levees. So they did a study to find out if they could control rodents on the levees. Um, I believe they were ground squirrels. If they could control burrowing rodents as just as well, use, you know, with the help of raptors um, as they could using poisons. And they found out that raptors were actually better 
at Rodent Control, um, and they were less expensive. So what they did is they installed some raptor perches along the levee so a hawk can fly in, perch on the perch, and then go after the, you know, the prey animal. Um, so that was a really important study, and we're actually going to be doing another one um, similar to that. Um, we didn't do that one. Ventura County did, but we are partnering with the Santa Cruz Predatory Bird Research Group. We're going to be doing a study on the Pajaro River, um, which is in the in Santa Cruz County, to see if we can to see if you know we find those same results. So we're very excited about that study. Um, so I, I applaud Ventura County for doing that study. It's really important, and it was kind of groundbreaking. Yes, I know. Is when I when I read that study, I just said, "Yes, there you go. That right there shows that using the rodenticides makes no sense." Not when all we have to do is put some of these perches up. And like once once you get rid of the poison, Lisa, and you build these perches, I mean, what would the long-term cost savings be? Right. Well, one, just to give you an example, one red-shouldered hawk can consume up to 30 rodents in a month. One breeding family of barn owls, so during, during the breeding season when they have all their young and they can have, you know, they can have many, many babies, um, one family can consume up to 3,000 rodents during a breeding season. So Really? Again, that was, yeah, that was kind of the premise. Wow. Of, yeah. I'm making a graphic for that. That is like mind-blowing. One, yeah. one family of owls can consume... 300 of those nasty rats and I 3,000 oh my gosh 3,000 and and no disrespect to my friend Christine who's a pet rat but I'm you know having um one time I looked out in my backyard and I had I thought I was being all clever and I had this little wooden thing hanging and I had like some breadcrumbs on there for the for the birds and it was dusk, so the sun was going down, and I looked out there, and it was like, it just seemed like all these, all these things were all on the perch, you know. And I thought, is that birds? And I realized that there were, it was like five or six rats that were crawling on that thing. I thought I was being so clever with these breadcrumbs, and all I was doing was attracting rats. Well, um, my my cat has like taken care of. A lot, a lot of that, but cats can be a problem too when it comes to birds. So the raptors, to me, are the best best way to go. And another thing that I've always been interested too was the bats. Do you? And I was wondering if because for the first time um, I've been here like 14 years, I never really ha- saw a mosquito problem in our area. But this past year there was a mosquito problem. And yeah, bats are incredible predators of, of insects and mosquitoes. So if you have if you have bats, consider yourself lucky as well. Well, what, what I thought was really neat on Shark Tank, they had like um, someone come on with this bat B&B, and it was a special design that the bats could, a bat house is what it was. Uh-huh. And uh, Mr. Wonderful, who I disagree with on a lot of things, but he actually had incredible memories of Tanzia being with his stepfather and looking at the sky full of bats. And that was a great memory. And he actually invested in the bat B&B. <laughs> so I was like, roll right on, you know. But they those bat houses, you know, that was the first time 
I'd really heard about like the bat houses. So we can have, we can create um, perches for these raptors and as well as like creating bat houses and, and other um, habitats for things like bats. And what would that be like? <laughs> yeah, the other thing, I mean, it, you can put up uh, barn owl boxes. It doesn't mean that they're always necessarily going to find and use them, but it doesn't hurt. But I think the first most important thing is don't cut down any trees or any natural habitat that they're already using. Um, and then, you know, putting up a box is great, but if you do that, you want to make sure that none of your neighbors are using rat poison because to lure in the owls and then have them be poisoned is, is just not really fair. So um, That is really a good point because, yeah. and that would be, so, yeah, I was thinking more of like, you know, the Ventura effort where it was like with the, you know, the county or whatever, but, um, and really, you know, having a team deciding where is the best placement for these um, uh, these houses. But I really want to thank you for making that, that comment because I would never think, oh, yeah, like um, I'm putting this up and I'm, I'm actually luring this poor bird into its death. And I should know that more than anyone because I have had um, some of the worst problem with like a new neighbor comes in and like never before did we have like people spraying pesticide and then a new neighbor comes in and they're just like spraying pesticide all over the place. And it's, I, I that was a hard learning experience for me because we really don't know how to deal with those situations. I mean, it's a really bad situation where you've got your neighbor like, and the wind is drifting the poison right onto your yard. And you know that it's affecting your own animals and your family. And so then we create these bad situations. We're putting something highly toxic that we know causes cancer in the hands of everyday people that aren't even trained. They're not wearing protective gear. And so it's like, why, why are we even doing this? Lisa is explaining to us that this rat problem, and from what I understand, Los Angeles is really having a bad rat problem right now. Yeah, they, I mean, generally rats are on the increase because we have a horrible trash problem. So what, what Poison Free Malibu did that's so great is they're actually proposing in their city to have an ordinance that would require dumpsters to be locked. So you kind of, you know, as you go around and look around, there are all kinds of dumpsters just overflowing with trash right now. And then right next to the dumpster is a poison bait box. So we really need to start dealing with a root cause of our trash problem instead of just using poison so prophylactically and then doing all this environmental harm. Um, so those are the, some of the things that um, we have a, a coalition of groups working on this issue of about 50 different environmental groups. And that's one of the things that we've been really advocating for is better trash management, um, dumpsters locked down, you know, dealing with the root cause of the problem first before you have to resort to any kind of nasty chemical solution. And again, we do have... Really? I, I, I wouldn't... Yeah, I, I never would have thought of something like locking dumpsters would help to control the rat problem. I didn't Definitely. Even, I didn't even consider that. A lot of people feed birds in their backyards and they let bird seed fall all over the ground. Um, you know, it's great to feed the birds, but the birds really don't need that food unless there's, 
you know, super cold, harsh weather, and that's, you know, when they could use some supplemental help. But um, if you're feeding birds in your backyard, you need to clean up the seed. If you have a backyard chicken coop, you need to elevate the coop by about a foot and a half because rats love to burrow under the, the coop. Um, they also like to get into compost bins. And one thing that um, <clears throat> I can say from personal experience is that the spinning kind of composter, the kind that you just spin and keep it kind of um, moving and activated that way, rats do not get into those. They get into the other kind of old-fashioned composter, um, you know, compost bin where they can kind of burrow in up from the ground. So um, we're now telling people to try try spinning composters instead. They set, they seem to be much more rat-proof. Oh, okay. So That's good to few, know. Yeah, just a few simple things you can do. But, you know, it's if you want to feed the birds and you're trying to help birds, don't create a new problem, which is a rat problem, and then put out poison to control the rats. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, yeah, that's what I was sharing, my story, that I was inadvertently thinking I'm helping birds with breadcrumbs, and inadvertently I'm, I'm actually helping the rats. Right. And they didn't even really need those breadcrumbs. Is no, what you- <laughs> most birds are going to do fine on their own with, you know, you can plant things that birds love, you know, plants with berries and you don't spray everything with insecticide. Most birds eat a lot of insects. They don't really need bird seed unless, like I said, you're in, you know, the middle of some horrible cold snap and terrible weather. And usually in California, we don't even have those kinds of conditions. So um, it's really not necessary. I mean, it is fun to watch the birds, but if you do it, you need to bring in your feeders at night and clean everything up so you're not luring in rats as well because rats are coming for food and water, period. They're looking for food, water, and shelter. Um, and if rats are getting in your house, you just need to find out how and where and then do exclusions so they don't they don't come back in. Um, and that'll greatly help reduce their numbers just by not, not encouraging them. I... I definitely um, agree with that, and um, I mean, there. I think there are things that people are leaving out that they they don't realize that yeah. are attracting rats. People leave pet food outside too. That's another, you know, that's guaranteed to to draw in rats. Again, they're just they're looking for any kind of food, water, anything you know that'll help them um, stay alive. So, well, and that seed, that seed isn't. Um, that seed can have pesticide on it. Actually, there was a lawsuit against Scotts that um, they were fumigating the warehouses where the bird seed was kept, and that bird seed had poison in it, and it actually killed like millions of birds. I think I recall that. Yeah, I, I was like after that, you know, I I was wanted nothing to do with Scotts, and then the whole GMO grass thing that was that just sealed the coffin for me <laughs> it's like do not buy anything made from scots <laughs> and i do not trust those people they kill millions of birds <laughs> yeah it's all about the money and the big corporate profits that's the same situation with the rat poison industry it's very lucrative for them i can imagine that is a must be a very high profit margin product yes you know, it's nothing but just some cheap chemicals, probably, that they mass produce, and then they put it in a form and in a package that they can mark it up. I would, I would guess at least 500 to 1,000%. Well, and if you read the fine print on those packages, which no one ever does, it basically warns how hazardous they are to pets and wildlife. So 
the fine print is so tiny that nobody ever reads it and just kind of people just use it thinking that it's safe and it's really not. So I think the, the bottom line message is that we have a choice. We have a choice not to use these products if we want to have birds and raptors in our lives and in, in you know, the lives of our children and future lives. Um, we need to make better choices. Yeah, instead it will, like, I guess, like, the worst case scenario is when they get, like, in, in like, your attic and stuff. Uh, yeah, but there are companies that will come out, find out how they're getting in, trap the rats that are there, um, dispose of them or, you know, yeah, basically, and um, do exclusion. You know, you put hardware cloth over openings. Rats can get in the tiniest little openings in your house or through vents and things like that. And those can all have um, protection methods put on them so that the rats don't get back in. And there are also um, rodent deterrent products now that you can kind of use around the perimeter of your house if you're really having a, a rat problem. But usually it comes down to finding out where they're getting in and just um, sealing up that area um, after the rats are trapped by, you know, usually you'd want to have a professional company do that. That makes sense that um, just to, you know, have have the professional take care of getting the rats instead of thinking that, you know. Well, people, the thing about the professional companies is, um, you know, they, they do love using poison because it's a lot easier for them to just put out poison and then walk away. And they've even told us that <laughs> they don't like to come back and look for the dead rats, but they all know how to use traps. Before these poisons ever came on the market, they were all using traps. They know how to do it. They can do it. You just need to ask for it and insist on it. Well, and you, that helps create you, a market. Well, can you, you know, do for, your own traps? You can do that, too. But I know there are a lot of people who don't want to, you know, get involved, you know, be anywhere near a dead rat's body. So, um, yes, you can, of, of course, use your own trap. Yes. Well, I've... I'm, I've gotten like over 70 gophers out of my yard. So <laughs> I use the um, Victor black box. Uh-huh. And um, you just have to f dig and find the hole, and then you just put the black box, and they run through it, and it it's pretty good. At, um, it, I don't think they really suffer um, that much, but if I... I just can't even imagine what my yard would look like if I wouldn't have dealt with those 70 gophers because <laughs> they would have all had babies. <laughs> like, it would have just been. And already it was starting to get really bad. And then my friend um, from Germany, she's like brought me that black box and <laughs> taught, taught me how to use it. And traps are actually really good for gophers. Um, I remember hearing about how the San Diego Balboa Park um, that they had quit using rodenticides and instead were dealing with a gopher pr problem with just traps. Yeah, there's a website called um, Gopher Limited that has a lot of great information on how to deal with gopher problems without using poison. Oh, okay. Gophers Limited, everybody. All right. That's a good resource because I know we got a lot of gophers around this area right here. Uh, one time um, I was out cleaning my backyard and we have an outside water heater that just has a little, you know, the little um, aluminum uh, uh kind of like a, a door with a you know the sides and the top and everything so it's just like a little uh play, storage place for the hot water heater and i was trying to clean all the all the leaves out 
that had went in there and I read I had gloves on thank God and I reached behind the hot water heater and thought I was grabbing a handful of leaves but in, I pulled out a full grown rat oh, no. it was in my hand it was in my hand and like I was just like I screamed bloody murder and I like dropped the rat and then I ran away and then I just like screamed for like like 15 minutes I probably would have done the same thing I just could not believe I had a rat in my hand Good thing you had gloves on. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine? And I was like, aha, that seemed like I, if I were a rat, I would definitely want to hang out by the hot water heater. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're looking for the same things we are, like, you know, food and shelter and warmth. Well, um, I, I can't thank you enough for all that you're doing, Lisa. And the, the policy thing, I mean, like, how did you, um, how did you like get that started? Like as a, as a concerned citizen out there, did you did you just start meeting with your local um, representatives? Well, we actually started working on um, legislation probably about five years ago, and we were partnering with Poison Free Malibu, and their representative is Assemblymember Richard Bloom. And he tried various versions of legislation for several years. Um, we've kind of chipped away at it, sort of like um, taking an incremental approach, but this year's bill is actually going to be the strongest um, to date if we can just get it through the final legs of the legislature. So it hasn't been a, it, it, it takes time and energy and persistence to get legislation passed. It's really a difficult process. And of course, there's all kinds of politics involved. Um, if people want to support this legislation um, and the issue that we're working on, again, you can go to our website. We have a postcard to Governor Newsom that you can actually print out on your home printer and send to him, urging him to put a moratorium on these products. Um, one of the other things we've done is we've sued the California Department of Pesticide Regulation for failing to analyze the impacts on these of these products on wildlife. And so basically what our groups are doing is saying, hey, Governor, we want a moratorium on this stuff until the you know, Department of Pesticide Regulation does the studies it needs to be doing. So um, anyway, that's something that people can do to help. It's right on our homepage. You can print it out and send it into the governor. Just put a stamp on it. <laughs> well, and also I'd like to encourage people. I mean, if they if they go to your website and they, um, which tell them what the website is again. It's just raptorsarethesolution.org. Okay. So it's all one word, yeah. Raptorsarethesolution.org. And if they go there and they study up, and feel like they're pretty confident in the subject. When you go, if you go down and meet um, with your le local legislators, um, you can go down and talk to the field representative or uh, someone in their office, even if you don't get to talk to the to the actual senator or representative, and you can tell them. Uh, educate them and say, you know, this is a really important um, subject, and I think that we can we can do a lot better than we we've been doing, and start to make changes and support this idea. legislation, and just go down and and talk, and you'd be surprised at how powerful that really is, because those the people that actually go down and talk talk to someone at the office of your legislator. They report back to the legislator who they talk to. That's an excellent idea. Thank you for bringing that up. 
Yeah, and it sounds like you have enough information. Um, and maybe um, maybe one of the things you could do is just make like a, even kind of like a little cheat sheet. Um, we um, People can sign up for our, we have an e-newsletter that we send out no more than once a month, and we update people on the legislation. So if you go to our website, you can sign up for our newsletter, and then we can keep you informed and, and let you know, um, you know, of action alerts that we have com- coming up. But um, there's definitely a lot of information on our website. We have pages uh, pages of scientific studies that, you know, bear out the fact that these products are really dangerous to wildlife. Well, we um, have to support this legislation. I can all learn from Lisa and have her be our role model because that's pretty, that's pretty awesome, everything you've done, Lisa. So, Well, thank you so much, and thank you for having me on. And I, I totally agree with everything you're saying about contacting your um, legislators. It's really, really important that they hear from people. And the more support we can get for AB 1788, um, the more helpful it will be to, to us. So I really appreciate people taking that action. Well, I'm going to be posting it. <laughs> Great, I'll, be, I'll be getting it out there. And thank you all for tuning in to Smart Health Talk. And remember, iHeartRadio is where our podcasts are. Blue Monarch Project is where you can find that pesticide information. Uh, BlueMonarchProject.com and SmartHealthTalk.com is our other website. And you can find us on YouTube. Please go subscribe and be meet us back here next Tuesday at 4 o'clock. Remember, KCAA Radio right here for you. Thanks a lot. Bye. At the window, Sign me up now. Make sure you use your KCAA. Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin have revealed why they delayed their wedding ceremony for a whole year. In the latest episode of Seasons, the couple shared the details of their wedding planning and why they put it off. Bieber and Baldwin legally tied the knot in a New York courthouse in September of 2018, but it wasn't until September when they held an official wedding ceremony in Bluffton, South Carolina. Haley said the two of them were in no rush to plan their wedding. However, they decided that being married was important before moving in together. Many people apparently didn't want to watch the Academy Awards. Tom Roberts has more on the story. The 92nd edition averaged a record low 23.6 million viewers. That's a sharp drop from last year's show, which had a little under 30 million people watching. Despite the lower viewership, it was a banner night for the Korean drama Parasite. It won four Oscars, including Best Picture and Best Director. Megan Trainor is overwhelmed with emotion after dropping her music video for Nice to Meet Ya featuring Nicki Minaj. The singer released a behind-the-scenes video that showed how the track's video came together. At the end of the clip, Trainor is seen crying tears of joy saying, Nicki Minaj is on my song. Her new album came out last month. That's entertainment, Lisa G, NBC. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM.